0: and opinions expressed in this episode are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Gwena Mercy Academy High School, Sisters of Mercy, or any related affiliate.
1: Welcome back to the Monarch Impact Podcast. My name is Angelina Splendido and I'm a junior at Gwena Mercy Academy. My name's Megan Conahan and I'm a
2: senior at Gwinnett.
0: And my name is Erin Remo Clements. I'm a member of the class of 2012 and Gwinnett's director of alumni engagement.
2: Today, we have Sunny Timbo White joining us on the podcast and we're really excited to hear what she has to say. Yeah, so to start, you're a Gwinnett alum. What made you choose Gwinnett for a high school?
3: Great question. So I've been a Gwinnett girl since the first grade. So it was a natural progression to keep on going right through high school. And I believe once a Gwinnett girl, always a Gwinnett girl. So, um, and my family lived in Gwinnett Valley. So Gwinnett High School was practically right in my backyard, which made for a really easy commute as well as getting involved with extracurricular activities as well.
2: Yeah, that's so awesome how close you are. It's always easier when the drive's short. Um, <laughs> What activities were you involved in? What kind of extracurriculars did you do at Gwened?
3: So my favorite memory and favorite activity in high school was tennis. I had played tennis since I was six years old, and I really enjoyed being on the team and stepping into a leadership role as captain in my senior year. I feel like that's very applicable to my role today as CEO of Xavier Creative House. And there were also a, fl- a few clubs as well that related to what I do um, as a leader. I actually looked back into my wanted yearbooks. I had to dig those up to answer this question for you. But a couple of those clubs, Spirit Club was one that attracted my interest, um, I think, mostly because I love bringing the energy and positive mindset and attitude And then I also saw, um, I was on student government as a freshman at Gwinnett, and I feel there was a direct correlation um, with that to running a business today and being able to step up and impact change.
2: That's so cool that what you were involved in, like that was like your skills almost building Mm -hmm. um, like so long ago and you still use them today.
1: Absolutely. Uh, So moving away from the activities topics, um, academically, were there any teachers that influenced your path or made you um, go into the career that you are in currently? So yeah, so
3: Gwinnett created a culture and a climate that made every teacher accessible. Um, And I felt, you know, when I was there, I believe my graduating class was about 99. So we had really small classroom sizes, and I was really able to get to know each teacher and receive personalized or individualized attention. And that really meant the world to me. But in addition to having the knowledgeable and dedicated teachers, I really appreciated the way that Gwent had structured its classes
1: and the school itself to really build meaningful connections. Uh, would you say there's anything else um, besides those things that prepared you for college and your career?
3: I'd say the most important aspect of high school for me was really getting an excellent academic base for college. And Gwena gave me a a big advantage at St. Michael's College, which is where I went to school, which is located in Colchester, Vermont, because I felt really prepared. And I think this is really important for students who are applying to college to know that at Gwent, they will receive a really sound academic foundation to succeed their next level
2: yeah you seem to be really involved during your time at Gwanted um our seniors typically go on the Emmaus retreat similar to the Kairos retreat what was your biggest takeaway from that experience
3: so Kairos I loved the secretive aura uh, surrounding Kairos um I felt that that was really exciting and it's pretty amazing how everyone is super quiet about all of the details leading up to the retreat. And I really think it's the suspense that makes the overall experience exciting and impactful. Um, this mystery of the retreat, I love how, you know, the mystery of the retreat is alive for the senior class, but I, I consider Kairos for me or Emmaus today, as you call it, really to be a springboard for life. And some of my fondest memories are really the amazing connections that I made. Um, It taught me how to build relationships in a whole new way. Um, And I was, I I guess what, you know, a takeaway too is, is being open. I I think afterwards I was more open, open to widening my friendship circles, especially as I, I was about to embark on college, right? Which is a whole new chapter of life. And I also really learned the value of reflection, And this is something that continues to serve me today. So, without spoiling any of the details, um, that's the best way I can answer that question for you.
2: Yeah, that was perfect. Um, Yeah, you got to keep it secretive. Um, (laughs) Megan and I
0: got the chance to go this year. I was an adult leader Uh, and she was a a retreatant. So, Angelina hasn't been there yet. So, we don't uh,
3: want to spoil it. to look (laughs) forward to for sure. Yeah,
2: speaking of senior year, there's a lot that comes with it, with college and kind of trying to plan a bit of what your future will look like. Um, When you were a senior in high school, did you know what you wanted to do or did you not know? Uh, And was that idea similar or different from where you are now?
3: So honestly, no, I did not know what was next. I I really didn't know. Um, But that was exciting too, right? Especially in hindsight, looking back, not knowing. um, I think for me, it was exciting because not knowing what was going to be next, meaning, you know, I I didn't know I was going to be an engineering and go to a school that specialized in, in, in engineering. That was not the path for me, but it was exciting because For me, it led me to select a liberal arts college that exposed me to many options um, to then select a major. And when I think back, you know, at first I thought psychology might be a career field for me um, until one class truly ignited my passion for business. And that class really put me on the path to be a leader and, and certainly today a leader in healthcare marketing. But the business curriculum at St. Mike's taught me the true spirit of learning by embracing every type of student, embracing different learning styles. And I can tell you a quick story. One teacher, professor at St. Michael's, um, when I when I talk about the true spirit of learning, I think it was like my, maybe my freshman or sophomore year of college, but it was one of my first business classes. And the way in which he taught when I say about embracing different learning styles was he would prepare an exam, like how many tests we take today, right? But his exam would have multiple choice, true and false, maybe a couple essay questions, but the way in which he allowed you to take the exam was really empowering. So for example, say there was a multiple choice question that we covered during the class, and I thought the the answer was C but really it wasn't, let's say the answer was D. But if I was between two letters of selecting which one I thought and I picked the wrong one, as long as I provided a rationale for why I was selecting C instead of D, he would give you partial credit. And I thought that that was so empowering because he truly wanted you to learn, right? So even if you weren't selecting, no, nope, that's wrong, he still would say, you know what? We did talk about that, and you did remember the story I told you in college, and I can you're in class, and I can see why you may have selected that. So that really, truly changed the way I thought about school and college. and I just immersed myself in learning in a new way and obviously took him for several classes. Um, but I like to share that because I think today is the curriculum, you know, it's really open to learning and and I thought that that truly, truly, um, changed the trajectory for me. Um, and so I always love to share that story and give credit to uh, Professor Nelson.
0: That sounds especially great since I know um, one of my co-hosts here just told me she had a, a tough test. and uh, probably would have loved to have been able to give yeah. some rationale on why there were so many D's uh, in the multiple choice.
1: <laughs> exactly. I won't,
0: I won't tell you who it was,
1: but... <laughs> Um, so, yeah, so kind of going back to your senior year in high school, how would you say your college process was like, especially going in not knowing what career you wanted to major in?
3: Yeah, so one of the things that was most helpful for me um, was writing out a checklist of pros and cons to make sure that my top schools fit into that criteria. So I recently shared that idea with my Gwen, en- Gwen Force mentee. And I think it really helped her narrow her her list down to to a top three. Um, But from there, you know, I I made college visits with one of my best friends from Gwanted. So I got to see some campuses that were not on my list per se, but that helped me really recognize that for me, when I stepped foot on the campus at St. Michael's College, I knew it was the perfect school for me. And it was also clear, right, going back to my list that it aligned with the majority of things that were important to me. So I highly recommend that because it is really challenging. And I remember I had about 15 schools on my list, which sounds outrageous. And it probably, you know, that's a lot. So how do you go from 15 to narrowing it that, narrowing it down, but really thinking through things that are important, you know, one uh, you know, a smaller, more intimate setting. So do you want to take that with you in your college or are you looking for, you know, a larger school and how large, right? Because we could be going from a Gwanted to a school that's 5,000, which seems a lot bigger, but you could also go to a college that's 20,000 or more. So just really writing out those things that you know about yourself that's going to be important is a really helpful way to narrow in on that college process.
1: Yeah. um, I think that's very helpful. Um, I'm starting to go into that application process and my college list is very big. (laughs) So that's very helpful, um, especially for people going into the application process. So, so ultimately what made you uh, go into business um, and become a business owner, even though you didn't know what you were going to do? So I grew up in a very entrepreneurial
3: family. So business was the constant topic of conversation. And when you think back to being a, a child, right, like you're sitting at the dinner table and your parents are talking business like that becomes, you know, part of who you are. And, you know, now I'm a mom of two and I find myself doing that with my husband and I'm like, oh, we're ingraining this and, in, you know, in, in the into the kids world a little bit, even though they might not truly understand what we're saying, they're. It's part of who they become. Um, but so that was instilled at me in in me at a very young age um, just this overall excitement about owning a business and running a business. my mother was a serial entrepreneur. so she was the entrepreneur. my my father was in corporate, so I kind of could see both now looking back. but combining you know, that genetic disposition, let's call it with my positive experience in college, studying business, then actually having the opportunity to work in my family business, which was a startup, um, I knew I had the entrepreneurial spirit. So that's kind of the, the side of the fence that I was gravitating towards. But when one of the customers of the business needed someone to start a new branch of their West Coast business operation, I stepped up. And that experience was really the impetus be behind giving me the confidence that I finally needed to then launch my own healthcare
0: marketing agency. That's fantastic. And um, being a business owner, having your own agency, um, and as you mentioned, you have uh, two children and a husband, like what does a life, a day in your life look like? What does a day at work look like? Can you walk us through that a little bit? Sure. So every day is different.
3: Um, when you're an entrepreneur, I think we tend to embrace that. We love change. And um, so for me, when I wake up, it's not the same old, Um, but I love that. I love that part of the business. Um, I also love being in healthcare because my work makes a tangible difference for patients and their families. Um, But most of all, the healthcare marketing industry really helps people live. Um, but on a typical day, there's a lot of meetings. Um, I spend time interacting with my team, interacting with clients, potential clients, and one of my favorite things daily is supporting the growth of up and coming leaders to ensure that they can make their greatest impact in healthcare as well. Absolutely
0: fantastic! And what's your what's the most difficult part of being the one in charge, the owner of the company?
3: So when you think about difficult, I'd say, um, delaying tough decisions in business is not an option. (laughs) Um, so although I tend to be very decisive and, you know, it's up to me to really like trust my intuition and make changes when they're needed. Um, especially when, when there's changes and choices that can change the direction of the business, um, I'd like to, you know, share that I think it's critical and crucial to stay consistent. So there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, there's going to be ups and there's going to be downs in the life of an entrepreneur. So I have to remind myself a lot uh, to stay somewhere in the middle um, and not allow myself to get too high or low. So that's definitely advice you'll probably hear again. But if any of you decide to be a business owner, that's something you'll want to just pull out of, of the back of your mind from today's conversation for sure.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It can be a struggle to kind of walk that, walk that tightrope. Um, make sure you're, you're, you're going on the right path. Um, and you mentioned that you are really passionate about um, educating, and inspiring the next generation of entrepreneurs. Uh, was there um, ever a mentor that you had in your life or currently have who inspired and helped you along the way? So mentorship is a key part of developing as a leader, and
3: I love that Gwanted has Gwanted Force because you guys have the opportunity to immerse in, in this now, right? But having a diverse mentorship circle really allows you to widen your perspective. So for me, I made it a point to interact with mentors from in and outside my industry, from numerous generations. So including people that are younger than me, that's actually some of my best mentors were people that were younger who were like, Sunny, you need to do this with this technology. And it's really cool. Um, But also from diverse cultures and of the many mentors I've had, there were two who significantly impacted me. The first was a female executive in the financial industry who really took me under her wing and helped me find direction in the early part of my career. She was also the first member of my chair and chaired my advisory board. Um, And now today I actually have a male mentor who has a wealth of marketing knowledge from being a pharmaceutical executive and interacting with him allows me to see the business through the eyes of the customer. So it's really cool. Um, but mentorship is just so invaluable and I highly recommend it for everyone.
2: Yeah, certainly. It's so helpful to have someone to look up to. Um, so you've achieved a lot. You have both an MBA in international marketing and pharmaceutical healthcare marketing. What made you want to get both of these MBAs and how does each help you in different ways?
3: So one of my strengths, according to Strengthfinders, if you've heard of that, is achieving, um, is being an achiever, right? So knowing that about myself, I know that I have a drive to pursue continuous learning. I knew immediately after graduating college that I wanted to complete an MBA. Actually, the professor I told you about On my last paper said i think you're ready for um your masters (laughs) that was like the note and so um you know certainly ignited that excitement about the potential of getting an mba but um when when my business specialized in pharmaceutical biotech and med device i realized that there was a whole new level of graduate learning that could benefit me so just casually, I started taking certificate programs, which you can you can do. Um, I did get my MBA shortly thereafter, uh, maybe three years after college. But after I had gotten that, I decided to take these certificate programs in pharma and healthcare marketing with Wharton, and then back at St. Joe's. And once I completed my second certificate with St. Joe's, I learned um, from one of the administrators there that the classes were stackable. For a second MBA. So she called me on the phone and she said, Sonny, you're like halfway through a a second MBA. You should just continue. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that sounds interesting. You know, let's see how this goes. And she's like, Listen, you have six years to do it, you're halfway through. I think, you know, let's, let's put this in stone and and really move this forward. So from there, I continued taking the curriculum. And in June of 2022, I completed um, the MBA in pharmaceutical marketing, but more important than the degree was really the meaningful connections that I made with fellow students who are also leaders in healthcare. So, you know, you can imagine and something for you guys to think about, right. Is once you decide what you want to do in life, like I was in a classroom with individuals who worked at Bristol Myers and Merck and J&J and so these are all my customers and it just was really powerful to learn through their lens like okay I'm sitting here and technically you're not my customer but we're here in the you know classroom together so let's talk about that challenge. How do you view that challenge? And and you learn so much through the eyes of those within the industry in a classroom setting. So it's a whole new level of learning, but it's really exciting and it's really powerful. So something for you all to think about as you continue to embark on the next chapters of your life.
2: Yeah, that's really valuable information. I agree with you that I'm also someone who really likes to just learn and doesn't want to stop learning. Um, So it's really cool to see that you can do it and that like it doesn't end after you finish college. You can keep going. Um, And then, so you're on our podcast right now and it's great to have you, but you also have your own podcast. What made you uh, want to start one for your business?
3: Yeah, so the X Factor podcast is really our creative way at Xavier creative house to share thought leadership. So it truly fits with our commitment to continuous learning from our core value, which is called empowered mindset. And that truly means to empower your mind and continue to learn. So we believe it's important to share information by giving a platform to industry leaders who really are making a difference in design, healthcare, marketing, marketing, Entrepreneurial roles and beyond. So, our podcast is an opportunity to celebrate and showcase people who have the X factor. And we define that as a way of making today's challenges of meeting today's challenges, excuse me, with bold and evocative solutions. So I was the first X Factor guest in seasons one and two, and now we're well into our third season with 25 episodes and counting. So it's just a great way um, to express ourselves, right? in, In a podcast medium.
2: Yeah, that's so awesome that people who are interested in business or entrepreneurship have somewhere to turn to that they can listen to whenever.
1: Absolutely. Sure. Um, And even though you have all this um, business stuff going on, you are still a Gwinnett alum, and you are still so involved with our community. Um, As you mentioned before, you are part of our Gwinnett Force Mentorship Program. Uh, What would you say are some lessons you have to share with current Gwinnett students?
3: So one lesson I found to be really helpful to students, um, as well as my employees, um, is to really learn and understand your strengths. Um, and, and really once you learn what your strengths are, how do you apply them to accomplish your goals? So with my Gwanted Force mentee, I recommended Clifton strengths, which is, I had mentioned earlier in this podcast, but it's an assessment that you can take. Um, I actually give it to every new employee that starts at, at Xavier creative house. Um, and then once I get their report, um, This is certainly once they start in their role as part of our onboarding, but what happens is you get an assessment. There's no wrong answers, obviously, but we can, you can debrief your results. So with my Gwen Enforcement T, she took the assessment. We went over her results and, um, knowing your strengths can really set students up for success or employees up for success because I always have people focus on their top five strengths. And when you know that about yourself and you know, these are the things that really are truly almost like your fingerprint, right? You can lean into those strengths every single day. So knowing that about yourself, and it's not really something you can change. It's, it's like part of the fabric of what makes you, you, but it can help you make decisions about a major. It might even help you select a role in a group project or even identify, you know, the best way to study and learn. Right. So it was interesting with the results with my mentee saying, okay, so here's some of your strengths. So let's just break that down. Like when you go to college and you're in your first group, you know, um, project with new people you've never met before, let's look at these strengths and pick a role in that team. That's going to set you up for success. Right. So you love being, you know, maybe it was like the relationship builder. So, like, take on that role in that team project because you're naturally going to be good at it. It's not going to be hard, and then you're going to shine because you're really leaning into what you're naturally good at. So, um, I highly rep, re- I highly recommend Clifton Strengths um, and the Gallup test for all students. Um, and maybe we can even fuse that into that Gwinnett Force mentorship program.
1: A hundred percent. That's a great idea. Um, I've actually taken a test like that before. And I agree that it's super helpful to know your strengths and weaknesses and how you can fit yourself into your community. Um, So it's so nice that you have all these experiences that you can give us these lessons. And you've achieved so much. Is there anything you still want to achieve? Well, I definitely have a bucket list. Um, So on that
3: list would be things such as visiting all 50 states. So my husband and I think... I think our next date will be 27, number 27. So we're getting there. Um, But professionally, um, I've set a goal uh, to attend a certificate from all eight Ivy League schools, universities. Um, So that's quite a big goal. Um, I'm off to a good start. So far, Wharton's under my belt, but I think I have seven to go there. So I'm hoping I can check another one off this year. Um, and then certainly have a, um, a goal to create a 501c3 as part of Xavier Creative House, um, focused on the next generation of leaders in pharmaceutical and healthcare marketing to really give people a platform for success and really embracing entrepreneurism. So what does it take to be a good leader? What is business etiquette? How do you network? You know, just different topics that sometimes people need um, those skills to, to really get them on the path for being successful. So really excited to create that. I'm hoping that will be in the next three years or so.
1: So what do you do for fun? And, um, what do you participate in in your free time? So I prioritize self-care. I think that's especially important to
3: students and, you know, especially once schools complete and work becomes a big priority in life. Um, but you can make it fun too. So um, just f- being focused on physical and, and being physically fit or healthy and emotionally healthy. So there's a, there's a balance there. Right. Um, so I, I, I like to work out. I like to do yoga and Pilates. Um, my sister's a bar instructor. So I, I take classes with her. Um, love being in nature. I have a four-year-old golden retriever, so I tend to get up from my desk and walk him a few times a day just to get, get up and out. His name is Louis Lucky. Um, as mentioned, traveling, um, I think traveling unleashes creativity, so really awesome to see the world and see the world with people that you love. Um, I'm a hockey mom. My two sons play ice hockey, so if I'm not working, I'm usually in a freezing cold Ice Arena, but (laughs) love cheering them on, and then last, you know, giving back to the community, and and ultimately constantly striving to be a a lifelong learner as well.
2: Yeah, you've mentioned a lot about being a lifelong learner and all the things you've done to learn. Um, so you've gotten your MBA, and you're trying to get certificates at all the IVs.
3: Um, but what else do you do to continue to learn and grow? So I love to read. Um, love podcasts. And recently, you know, I've been focused on surrounding myself with experts and leaders in my industry to really stay ahead of the marketing and healthcare marketing curve. Um, And my advisory board, I I mentioned a little bit about my advisory board, but has been, has representation from the, the three industries that we serve. So pharmaceutical, biotech and medical device. And so, embracing and inviting these individuals and contributors you know they're experts in the field so three times a year we gather and we take a look at Xavier Creative House through their lens Um, and so that's just a great way to continue to learn and grow and surround yourself with really smart people that you know are want the best for you. They want to see you be successful. And so at this point in their career, they're excited to give back. Right. And so, um, that's one way that I feel like I continue to learn and grow, um, currently.
2: Yeah. You can never go wrong with reading.
3: <laughs> um, so
2: thinking about your time in high school, like put yourself back in your uniform and your penny loafers. Um, <laughs> What advice do you have for current students? Like what's something that when a girl should really soak up while they're still here?
3: So number one, I would say be kind. So being kind, especially as a Gwen and girl, I feel makes every day better for yourself and those around you. And number two, I would say, stop trying to have everything figured out. So, you know, we, it's okay to plan to be undecided on some aspects of your life, as we talked about earlier, right? So, I didn't know what I was going to study in college. I didn't know what I was going to be when I grew up. And that's okay. Um, I think when you allow yourself to stop trying to have it all figured out, it allows you to be curious. And, you know, when trying to resolve an issue, consider, you know, seeking information as opposed to just finding answers.
1: Yeah, I think it's great for current Gwen students to hear that um, from speaking from somebody who has already lived through our shoes. Um, but looking back at your life, what advice would you give to your younger self?
3: I'd say make time to celebrate the wins, whether they're big wins or small wins and truly, you know, revel in, in what that feels like. So. You know, when you have a really good day, like everything, you feel so good, right? So really embrace what that moment feels like, because you want to bottle it up so that on a day that might not be so great, you can kind of come back to that, right? Because it's important from an energy perspective. Also just being positive, confident about the journey and knowing that every step of your journey has an amazing lesson to offer. And embrace rather than judge failure. So the more surprises that you get along the way, the more doors that will open and options you'll have to discover for your life's true passion. So I know we love to have it all figured out, but I can promise you, (laughs) you just need to embrace that road and really allow yourself to learn along the way. Um, So- Yeah, I'd say that would be my advice for my younger self.
1: Sure. I think that celebrating the small wins is amazing because sometimes it can just be so hard to get yourself through the day. And then when you do, it just feels like so successful. Uh, But of the small wins and of the big wins, what are you most proud of and why? So professionally, I'm proud
3: to be building a company that people love to work for and work with. Um, I'm giving you both sides of the equation there. So, you know, work for is is my employees and work with our clients, vendors, partners. Um, and in my personal life, I'm really proud of being a mom um, to two wonderful boys.
0: So speaking of accomplishments, uh, you have another one coming up. Um, this episode will be published after it happens. But um, coming up in June, you have... Uh, been asked to be Gwinnett's commencement speaker. So how does it feel to be asked to come back to your alma mater and speak to the graduating class at their graduation?
3: I feel very honored and humbled um, to come back and address this year's graduating class. And I feel proud and I'm focused on enabling the students and the faculty and the families to, you know, hear at least one thing that they can take forward to make a difference in their lives and those around them. Fantastic.
0: We appreciate you coming back and and sharing your wisdom and, um, and speaking with everybody.
2: Yeah. I'll be excited to hear it. (laughs) Um, yeah, we've had a really great time talking with you today. You've shared a lot of really good advice and just things that I think people need to be reminded of. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with us today?
3: The only last piece of advice I guess I'll leave you guys with is, um, You know, one thing I try to do quarterly is create an opportunity to do something that makes you truly uncomfortable or scared or worried or nervous or anxious or whatever it is. But, um, you really want to get out of your comfort zone once a quarter because, um, it makes you grow personally, professionally. Um, it's probably the most unnerving part of the year (laughs) for me, but it's also the most exhilarating and I highly recommend it for all Gwen and girls.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Sunny, for speaking with us and sharing your journey and your advice. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to hearing you at commencement. Thank you all. It was so wonderful.